நமஸ்தே நமஸ்காரன் வணக்கம் வெரி குட் டே டு ஆல் மை டியர் டிவோட்டீஸ் ஆஃப் ஸ்ரீ சாய் பாபா ஐ எம் வனஜா அண்ட் டுடே த எயிட்டீன்த் ஆஃப் ஃபெப்ரவரி ட்வெண்ட்டி ட்வெண்ட்டி ஒன் ஐ ஹவ் அண்டர் ரீட் அண்ட் ரெக்கார்ட் ஆல் சாப்டர்ஸ் ஃப்ரம் சாய் பாபாஸ் சாய் சச்சரிதா this way i want to help those devotees who want to complete the parayan of sai satcharita but are unable to do so due to unavoidable situations as all of you know the sai satcharita tells us about the wonderful life and teachings of shri sai baba the book i'm going to read from is an adapted version of the original marathi book shri sai satcharita It was translated into English by Nagesh Vasudev Gunaji. Get ready to listen while I begin chapter 1. Shri Sai Satcharita Chapter 1 Obeisances The Story of Grinding Wheat and Its Philosophical Significance According to the ancient and revered custom, Hemad Pant begins the work Shri Sai Satcharita with various salutations. First, he makes obeisance to the God Ganesh to remove all obstacles and make the work a success and says that Shri Sai is God Ganesh himself. Then to God Saraswati to inspire him to write the book and says that Shri Sai is one with this God as in that he is himself singing his song. life then to the gods brahma vishnu and shankar the creating preserving and destroying deities respectively and says that sainath is one with them and he the great teacher will carry us across the river of worldly existence then to his tutelary deity Narayan Adinath who manifested himself in Konkan the land reclaimed by Parashurama Ram in Hindi version from the sea and to the Adi original Purush of the family then to Bharadwaj Muni into whose gotra or clan he was born and also to various rishis Yajnavalkya Bhrugu Parashar Narad Vedavyas, Sanak, Sanandan, Sanat Kumar, Shukla, Shaunak, Vishwamitra, Vashishta, Valmiki, Vamadev, Jai Meen, Vaishampayan, Navayogindra and also modern saints such as Nivruti, Yanadev, Sopan, Muktabai, Janardhan, Ignath, Namdev, Tukaram, Kanha, and Narahar. Then to his grandfather, Sadashiv, Father Raghunath, his mother who left him in his infancy, to his paternal aunt who brought him up, and to his loving elder brother. Then to the readers, and praise to them to give their whole and undivided attention to his work. And lastly, to his Guru Shri Sainath, 
an incarnation of Sri Dattatreya who is the soul refuge and who will make him realize that Brahma is the reality and the world an illusion and incidentally to all beings in whom the Lord God dwells. After describing the brief After describing in brief the various modes of devotion according to Parashar, Vyasa and Chandalya, the author goes to relate the following story. It was some time after 1910 that I went one fine morning to the masjid in Shirdi to have darshan of Sai Baba. I was wonderstruck to see the following phenomenon. After washing his mouth and face, Sai Baba began to make preparations for grinding wheat. He spread a sack on the floor and thereon set a handmill. He took some quantity of wheat in a winnowing fan and then drawing out the sleeves of his stuffing and taking hold of the peg of the handmill. started grinding the wheat by putting a few handfuls of wheat in the upper opening of the mill and rotated it i thought what business baba had with the grinding of wheat when he possessed nothing and stored nothing and as he lived in arms some people who had come there thought likewise but none had the courage to ask baba what he was doing Immediately this news of Baba grinding wheat spread into the village and at once men and women ran to the masjid and flocked there to see Baba's act. Four bold women from the crowd forced their way up and pushing Baba aside forcibly took the peg or handle into their hands and singing Baba's leelas started grinding at first baba was enraged but on seeing the women's love and devotion he was much pleased and began to smile while they were grinding they began to think that baba had no house no property no children none to look after and he lived in arms and therefore he did not require any wheat flour for making bread or roti What will he do with this large quantity of flour? Perhaps, as Baba is very kind, he will distribute the flour amongst us. Thinking in this way, and while singing, they finished the grinding and after putting the handmill aside, they divided the flour into four portions and began to remove them by taking one portion per head. Baba, who was calm and quiet up till now, got wild and started abusing them, saying, Ladies, have you gone mad? Whose father's property are you looting away? Have I borrowed any wheat from you so that you can safely take the flour? Now, do this. Take the flour and throw it on the village borders. On hearing this, the women felt abashed and whispering amongst themselves. went to the outskirts of the village and spread the flour as directed by Baba. I asked the Shirdi people, what was this that Baba did? They replied, but as cholera epidemic was spreading in the village, this was Baba's remedy for the same. It was not wheat that was ground, but cholera itself was ground to pieces and pushed out of the village. From this time onward, the cholera epidemic subsided and the people of the village were happy. 
I was much pleased to know all this. But at the same time, my curiosity was also aroused. I began to ask myself, what earthly connection was there between wheat flour and cholera? What was the casual relation between the two and how to reconcile them? The incident seems to be inexplicable. I should write something on this and sing to my heart's content, Baba's sweet Leela's. Thinking in this way about this Leela, my heart was filled with joy and I was thus inspired to write Baba's life, the Sai Satcharita. And as we know with Baba's grace and blessings, this work was successfully accomplished. The Philosophical Significance of Grinding Apart from the meaning which people of Shirdi put on this incident of grinding wheat, there is, we think, a philosophical significance too. Baba lived in Shirdi for about 60 years and during this long period, he did the business of grinding almost every day. Not, however, wheat alone, but the sins, the mental and physical afflictions and the miseries of innumerable devotees. The, the two stones of his milk consisted of karma and bhakti, the former being the lower one and the latter the upper one. The handle with which Baba worked the milk consisted of gnar. It was the firm conviction of Baba that knowledge or self-realization is not possible unless there is the prior act of grinding of all our impulses, desires, sins and of three gunas sattva, rajas and tamas and ahankar which is so subtle and therefore so difficult to get rid of. This reminds us of a similar story of Kabir who seeing a woman grinding corn said to his guru, Nipat Niranjan, I am weeping because I feel the agony of being crushed under this wheel of worldly existence. Like the corn in the handle, Nipat Niranjan replied, Do not be afraid. Hold fast to the handle of knowledge of this mill as I do and do not wander far away from the same. But turn inward to the center and you are sure to be saved. With this we come to the end of chapter 1. Bow to Sri Sai, peace be to all. Om Samartha Satguru Si Sai Nadaya Namaha Om Samartha Satguru Sri Sai Nadaya Namaha Om Samartha Satguru Sri Sai Nadaya Namaha Hello, today, the 11th of August 2021, we are going to read chapter 27 from Sai Satcharita. In this, we will be seeing the favor shown by giving Bhagavat and Vishnu Sahasranam, Dikshit's Vital Vision, Gita Rahasya, and Kapardes. This chapter describes how Sai Baba favored his devotees by granting them religious books after he had touched and consecrated them for Parayan, 
reading regularly and certain other matters preliminary when a man takes a plunge into sea he gets the merit of bathing in all the tirthas and sacred rivers similarly when a man takes refuge at the feet of the sadguru he gets the merit of bowing to the trinity that is brahma vishnu and mahesh and also parabrahma victory he unto i'm sorry let me read that again victory be unto shri sai the wish fulfilling tree and the ocean of knowledge who gives us self realization o sai create in us reverence for your stories let the readers and audience devote them with the same relish with which the readers and audience devote them with the same i'm sorry let me read that again let the readers and audience devote them with the same relish with which the chatak bird drinks the water from the clouds and becomes happy while listening to your stories let them and their families get all the true and pious emotions with let their bodies perspire let their eyes be full of tears let their breath be steady let their minds be composed let their hair let their hair stand on end let them cry sob and quiver of the grace of the guru drawing upon them when these emotions grow in you the guru is most pleased and will certainly lead you on the path of self realization the best way therefore to get free from the shackles of maya is a complete and wholehearted surrender to baba the vedas cannot take you across the ocean of maya it is only the sadguru who can do so and make you see the god in all creatures granting consecrated book the various methods of imparting instructions followed by baba have already been noticed on the previous chapters in the previous chapters in this we shall deal with one aspect of it it was the habit of some devotees to take to baba some religious books of which they wanted to make a special study and to receive the same back from him after they were touched and consecrated by him while reading such books daily they felt that baba was with them once kaka mahajani came to shirdi with a copy of 
एकनाथी भगवत शमा took this book to read in the masjid there baba took it from him touched it and turning some pages here and there gave it back to shama and asked him to keep it with him when shama said that it belonged to kaka and had to be returned to him no no replied baba as i have given it to you you better keep it it will be of use to you in this way many books were entrusted to shama kaka mahajani after a few days came again with another copy of the same bhagavat and gave it in baba's hand then baba gave it back as prasad and asked him to preserve it well and assured him that it would stand him in good stead kaka accepted it with reverence shama and vishnu sahasranam shama was a very intimate devotee of baba and baba wanted to favor him in a particular way by giving him a copy of vishnu sahasranam as prasad this was done in the following way once a ramadasi a follower of the saint ramadas came to shirdi and stayed there for some time the routine he followed daily was as follows he got up early in the morning washed his face bathed and then after wearing saffron colored clothes and besmearing himself with sacred ashes read vishnu sahasranam a book giving a thousand names in praise of vishnu and held second in importance to bhagavad gita and adhyatma ramayan historic version of rama's story with faith he read these books very often after some days baba thought of favoring and initiating shama with vishnu sahasranam he therefore called the ramadasi to him and said to him that he was suffering from intense stomach pain and unless he took uh, chana pods that is sonamukhi a mild purgative drug the pain would not stop so he should please go to the bazaar market and bring the drug the ramadasi closed his book and went to the bazaar then baba came from his seat to ramadasi's place of reading and took out the copy of vishnu sahasranam and after coming back to his seat said to shama shama this book is very valuable and efficacious so i present it to you you read it once i suffered intensely and my heart began to palpitate and my and my life was in danger at that critical moment i hugged this book to my heart and then shama what a relief it gave me i thought that allah himself came then and let me read that again at that critical moment i hugged the book to my heart and um and 
okay um, i'm missing a sentence there so let me read it again uh, he said to shama shama this book is very valuable and efficacious so i present it to you you read it once i uh, once i suffered intensely and my heart began to palpitate and palpitate and my life was in danger at that critical moment i hugged this book to my heart and then shama what a relief it gave me i thought that allah himself came down and saved me so i give this to you read it slowly little by little read daily one name at least and it will do you good shama replied that he did not want it and that the owner of it the ramadasi who was a bad tempered obstinate and irritable fellow would certainly pick up a quarrel with him besides being a rustic himself he could not read distinctly the sanskrit damnagiri script text of the book shama thought that baba wanted to set him up against the ramadasi by this act of his but he had no idea what baba felt for him baba must have thought to tie this necklace of vishnu sahasranam around the neck of shama as he was an intimate devotee though a rustic and thus save him from the miseries of worldly existence the efficacy of god's name is well known it saves us from all sins and bad tendencies frees us from the cycle of births and deaths there is no easier sadhana than this it is the best purifier of our mind it requires no paraphernalia and no restrictions it is so easy and so effective this sadhana baba wanted shama to practice though he did not crave for it so baba forced this on him it is also reported that long ago iknath maharaj similarly forced this vishnu sahasranam on a poor brahman neighbor and thus saved him the reading and study of this vishnu sahasranam is a broad open way of purifying the mind and hence baba thrust this on his devotee shama the ramadasi returned soon with the chana pots anna chinchanikar who was then present and wanted to play the part of narad the celestial rishi who was well known for setting up confrontations between gods and demons and vice versa informed him of what happened the ramadasi advanced flayed up he came down on shama with full fury he said that it was shama who said baba to send him away under the pretext of shama ek for bringing the medicine and asked to give the book he began to scold and abuse shama and remarked that if the book was not returned he would dash his head shama calmly remonstrated with him but in vain then baba's book kindly to him as follows oh ramdasi what is the matter with you why are you so turbulent is not shama our boy why do you scold him unnecessarily how is it that you are so quarrelsome can you not speak soft and tender words 
you read these sacred books daily and still your mind is agitated and your passions uncontrolled what sort of a ramadasi are you you ought to be indifferent to all things is it not strange that you should possess this book so strongly a true ramadasi should have no mamata attachment but have samata equality towards all you are now quarreling with shama for a mere book go take your seat books can be had in plenty with money but not men think well and be considerate what worth is your book shama had no concern with it i took it up myself and gave it to him you know it by heart i thought shama might read it and benefit thereby and so i gave it to him how sweet were these words of baba soft tender and nectar like their effect was wonderful the ramadasi calmed down and said to shama that he would take panch ratni geeta in return shama was much pleased and said why one i shall give 10 copies in return so the matter was ultimately settled the question for consideration is why should the ramadasi press for pancharatni geeta a book for which he never cared to know and why should he who daily read religious book in the masjid in front of baba quarrel with shama before him we do not know how to apportion the blame and whom to blame we only say that th- this had uh, we only say that had this incident not happened the importance of the subject the efficacy of god's name and the significance of vishnu sahasranam would not have been brought home to shama so we see that baba's method of teaching and initiating was unique in this case shama did gradually study the book and mastered its contents to such an extent that he was able to explain it to professor g g narke ma of the college of engineering purna purna the son in law of uh, shriman bhuti and a devotee of baba so we understand that the professor g g narke ma of the college of engineering purna the son in law of shriman bhuti and a devotee of baba next we come to vital vision one day while kaka sahib dikshit was in meditation after his morning bath in his vada at shirdi he saw a vision of vital when he went to see baba afterwards baba asked him did vital patel come did you not see him he is very elusive hold him fast otherwise he will give you the slip and run away then at noon a certain hawker came there with 20 or 25 pictures of vital of pandapur for sale mr dikshit was surprised to see that the form of vital he saw in his meditation exactly tallied with that in the picture and he was also reminded of baba's words he therefore bought one picture most willingly and kept it in a shrine for worship geeta rahasya 
Baba always loved those who studied Brahma Vidya, metaphysics, and encouraged them. To give an instance, once Babu Sahib Job received a post parcel. It contained a copy of Gita Rahasya by Lokmanya Tilak. Taking it under his armpit, he came to the masjid and prostrated before Baba when the parcel fell at Baba's feet. Baba inquired what it was. It was opened then and there and the book was placed in Baba's hand. He turned some pages here and there for a few minutes and took out a rupee from his pocket, placed it on the book and handed the same with the rupee to Job and said to him, read this completely and you will be benefited. Mr. and Mrs. Kaparde Let us close this chapter with a description of the Kapardes. Once Dada Sahib Kaparde came with his family and lived in Shirdi for some months. The diary of his stay has been published in English in the Sri Sai Leela magazine, one volume. Dada Sahib was not an ordinary man. He was the affluent and the most famous advocate of Amaravati Verar and was a member of the Council of State Delhi. He was intelligent and a very good speaker. Still, he dared not open his mouth before Baba. Most devotees spoke and argued with Baba off and on, but only three, Viz Kapurde, Nulkar and Bhuti, kept always silent. They were meek, modest, humble and good-natured. Dada Sahib, who was able to expound Panchadashi, well-known Sanskrit treatise on the Advait philosophy by the famous Vidyaranya, to others uttered no words. When he came to the masjid before Baba, a man, however learned he may be even he may be even in Vedas, fades away before one. Let me read that again. A man, however learned he may be, even in the Vedas, fades away before one who has realized Brahma and becomes one with it. Learning cannot stand before self-realization. Dada Sahib stayed for four months, but Mrs. Kapade stayed for seven both were highly pleased with their Shirdi stay. Mrs. Kapade was faithful and devout and loved Baba deeply. Every noon, she brought Naivedya herself to the masjid, and after it was accepted by Baba, she used to return and take her meals. On seeing her steady and firm devotion, Baba wanted to exhibit it to others. One noon, she brought a dish containing sansa wheat pudding, puris, rice, soup and kheer and other sandry and other sundry articles to the masjid. Baba, who usually waited for hours and got up at once. Baba, uh, let me read that again. Baba, who usually waited for hours, got up at once, went up to his seat and removing the cover from the fresh, began to partake of the things zealously. Shama then asked him, why this partiality? 
at times you throw away dishes of others and do not care to look at them but this appeals to you honestly why is the dish brought to you by this lady so sweet this intrigues us baba then explained this food is really extraordinary in former in former birth this lady was a merchant's fat cow yielding much milk then she disappeared and took birth in a gardener's family then in a kshatriya family and married a merchant then she was born in a brahman family i saw her after a very long time let me take some sweet morsels of love from her dish after seeing this baba did full justice to her dish washed his mouth hands belched out loud as he was fully satisfied and assumed his seat then she bowed on and began to shampoo baba's legs and he began to talk with her and knead her arms which were shampooing his legs on seeing this reciprocal service shama began to joke and said it is going on well it is a wonderful sight to see god and his bhakta serving each other after fascinating uh, after being pleased with her sincere service baba asked her in low and fascinating tone to chant raja ram raja ram then and always and always said if you do this your life's object will be achieved your mind will attain with spiritual your mind will attain peace and you will be immensely benefited to persons unfamiliar with spiritual matters this might appear as a polite gesture but really it was not so it was a case of which is technically called shakti path that is transference of power from the guru to the disciple how effective were baba's words in an instant they pierced her heart and remained there this case illustrates the nature of the relationships that that should subsist between the guru and the disciple both should love and serve each other as one there is no distinction or any difference between them both are one and one cannot live without the other the disciple placing his head at the guru's feet is a grass or outward vision really and internally they are both one and the same those who see any difference between them are yet ripe i mean they are yet unripe and not perfect bow to shri sai peace be to all om samarth satguru shri sai nadaya namaha om samarth satguru shri sai nadaya namaha om samarth satguru shri sai nadaya namaha